up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today, we are doing our end-of-the-year wrap-up. Can you believe it? Woo! I can't believe it's the end of another year. Year four in the books, people. We do obviously have one episode coming out after this. We have our final book of 2022. But this episode is going to be covering sort of our feelings about the previous this is episode 11, so previous 10 episodes, um, answering some Q&A questions from you guys, and just shooting the shit. Yeah, it's it's nice. You know, I look forward to this uh, episode because, you know, we do tell people all year long, part of doing the work is reflecting. And this is our verbal reflection on what we've done as witches on a podcast. So. Yeah. That's what I like about it. I also like seeing the questions people ask ask of us. So Gemini, as you know, is in charge of Instagram. So she got her questions from Instagram. I got mine from emails that people send. And, and we're ready to go. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Okay. Especially because this question was not for me. Oh. So how has motherhood affected your witchcraft, Gemini? L-O-L. <laughs> um, I think it's really made me think about what actually matters. Um, because I, and this is, at this point, I don't know when I talk about things anymore. I feel like I say things on the podcast, but I don't know if I say them on the podcast or I say them to you or I just like, dream that I've said them. I don't know. I have said, don't know to who, um, that it's one of my big struggles in witchcraft has always been sort of figuring out what I actually care about versus like what I'm expected to do. And that's sort of my struggle in life in general is like, what is what Gemini wants and what is what society has told Gemini that Gemini wants. And because I have so little me time, like just me, um, it really, you have to sit back and be like, all right, what do you, what do you actually give a shit about? Like what actually matters here? Um, I think my witchcraft practice is better now, honestly. I think that it is um, more genuine and more focused and leading me in a direction that is more authentic, Um, but it's also Mm. significantly less shit. (laughs) Just less overall. You've posted some pictures of Baby Bat um, with cards, with oracle cards. So... Mm-hmm. So my question is, are you actually thinking of showing them as they get older? So on the one hand, I don't know that I'm really going to have a choice because I live, I'm, you know, I live with my child. So my child is going to see me doing what I do. Um, you know, so it's almost like a moot point. Like, am I going to show them? Well, are they going to see with their eyeballs? <laughs> you know, um, I do want to say on the podcast that like, Instagram is fake. Um, you know, it's a highlight reel. So, like, am I doing a morning poll with my kid every morning? Absolutely not. Am I doing it every once in a while? Absolutely, yes. And I get a nice picture when you put it on the Instagram. But, you know, I mean, Baby Bat is not even a year old. Baby Bat can't walk or talk. Like, that's – we're doing our best out here. Um, but, yeah, I just don't – I don't even think that I could hide it if I wanted to just because it's such a part of my life. Which, you know, personally, I think is normal because I think that's what we all want is for this to be normalized in society. 
So yeah. if kids are going to school, I mean, look, our students are doing tarot cards. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> you know, and they talk about it with each other. And I always think it's funny when they're like, you know what tarot cards are? And I'm like, yeah, I have a vague idea of what you're talking about. <laughs> and I, I've, I've heard of them, you know. I've heard. Yeah. But it's also sort of you like, know. you know, you people have rosaries and crosses right. and, you know, menorahs and all of that stuff. Like, why would I not have the things that are relevant to my religion and my spirituality. Exactly. Like, I, I don't have a choice is where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to throw one or you want me to just keep going? Um, yeah, I'll throw one because I need you to answer this one first so that I can formulate okay. my thoughts on it, even though I've had this question for a while now. <laughs> okay. Um, this, it wasn't even phrased as a question, but I was very excited to tackle it. It's just thoughts on chaos magic. Thoughts on chaos magic. So I think that's an episode. I don't think that's like just thoughts on chaos magic. You have 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I think on my end, I think my questions could all be episodes. You know, I, I think all magic is good magic. So... I, I'm not going to say, well, I wouldn't go near it. Yeah, I, I think that you have to, when it comes to chaos magic, you have to have a lot of respect. And I think this is a case where I, I don't think I personally, okay, I was just about to say, I wouldn't personally go in on this by myself without talking to somebody or learning something from somebody. But then I'm like, yeah, I would. Yeah, I totally would. I think I actually would like just grab a book and go, mm. The heck with it. I'm just going to try something. I feel like that's the vibe of chaos magic is you're just supposed to like YOLO. Yeah, but I don't know about that. You know, people who ha actually practice chaos magic seem to be hesitant to want to do classes and to want to, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, it's, it's heavy. It's serious. So I think it's one of those things that if it was brought up, let's bring it to the podcast next year. Let's yeah. make it a decision to either have a book or have a person or something next year that you know actually into chaos magic yeah that is my answer because like i feel like i've heard like seven or eight different definitions for chaos magic so yeah. i don't even really like i i sat with that for so long because like i don't even really know like what chaos magic are you talking about are we talking about chaos magic where it's like well magic is a psychological thing and you're just like working like or is it chaos magic like literally utilizing the force of chaos like what the, there's so many definitions so i think you're right i think we need to do a book um, at least one book so that I can really get my thoughts together. On... I'm going to write it down. Yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm sorry, um, listener, if you wanted more than that, but um, hopefully you'll be excited to hear an episode about it. Yeah, I think it's a good thing that they posted it, even if we're not going to answer it because we're like, yeah, I don't think we're qualified at this moment. But hey, you want to know about chaos magic? Stick around. We'll hit it in 2023 for sure. Yeah. All right, hit me with another question, Scorpio. Why do we say, if you're following the moons, you're following us instead of if you're following the moon? Somebody wanted to know why we pluralize it. And I think we have the same exact answer because we thought about this before we started, but I'll leave Well, it I to hope you. we have the same exact answer because I forgot the last time we talked about it. But it's for the moon phases. Right? The phases have different names, and so if you're following the moons, then you're following us. Because you're not just following, like, oh, it's the moon. It's like, okay, well, what's what type of moon? What is the moon doing? 
Is it a, if it's it's like it's the same moon, but it's different moons. And that's what that's exactly what we said because we thought about this because we actually talked about it. Are we saying if you're following the moon, and we felt like no, just like sometimes deities have different aspects, you would call them different things. So yeah. it's kind of like the respect of the full versus the new moon moons. There's two different moons type of thing. So I just thought, yeah. Okay, so this one, I'm not sure if it means the podcast or witchcraft, but I'm just going to ask it the way mm -hmm. it is. You both seem so positive and excited on the podcast. Have you ever had a moment you had doubts or ever wanted to give up? I can't. So. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to think, I'm thinking that we have to answer both the podcast and the witchcraft side of it. Okay. Do you know well. what I mean? Because I'm not sure if you both seem so positive on the podcast, have you ever wanted to give up on the podcast? Or you both seem so positive about your practice on the podcast. Have you ever wanted to give up on your practice? Like, I'm not sure which way it's going. That's okay, why I'm well, like, I don't I'm really, just going to answer both. I don't have a choice to give up on the podcast because Scorpio will kill me. Um, so it doesn't matter. But I did give up on witchcraft for like lots of times. I have regularly, give, I regularly give up on witchcraft. Um, not so much now. But, like, when I was in the beginning of my practice, I, I stopped. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, when I was doing Eclectic Wicca, and I was like, this doesn't vibe, I stopped. When I was doing Alchemy, and this doesn't vibe, I stopped. Um, I consider it very much to be, like, a wintering phase. Like, sometimes you just got to stop doing shit and figure out, okay, did I plant this right? Why isn't it growing the way I wanted it to? You know, where is there an outside factor? Where What are the factors that are causing problems? I stop all the time. I stopped when I was pregnant. I was like, mm, not doing any magic now. Please stop. You should always stop. Take a break. <laughs> Relax. Put your feet up. As far as the podcast, I thought that we may have to stop when COVID hit. That's I true. I mean, we, you know, I think it's because we didn't stop talking to each other or seeing each other through technology. Yeah. That we normally thought, wait a minute, if we're doing, if we can just talk to each other using technology, why can't record using technology? Like, yeah. that's kind of cuckoo. But I did, I did wonder for a bit, especially when it came to interviews. Remember the interviews? We were like, well, that's the end of that. We just yep. started one and that's going to be dead. So we weren't really sure, but that would be the only time that I would say that I thought we'd have to give up, not wanted to, just we may have to stop this. Yeah. Witchcraft, when my father died, mm -hmm. I was angry at everybody i got very dark and i think it was a good thing that i left because i was dark like i think i would have probably done things that i would have regretted if mm -hmm. i stayed with magic i was i was livid and i know you're gonna think well people die like what the hell scorpio yes but i guess i felt like when somebody, my father led a very healthy life. He was the kind of person that if a doctor said, hey, this is happening. Well, I'm just going to fix that. Yeah. You know, exercise more than I will ever exercise in my life. You know, no, yeah. seriously. I mean, and just the um, discipline that he had when doctors would give him new because he was he was diabetic, but mm -hmm. he didn't have to take medication or anything like he had just started out. And he was like, well, then I'm changing my diet. 
like just like that and i'm like dad how can you he was yeah, a man who loved ice cream and was like i don't need to ever touch ice cream again like for him and i think that's the only little bit that i get from my father when it comes to all my allergies when people say doesn't it kill you that you can't eat certain things and i'm like no because eating them will kill me <laughs> so it doesn't bother me you know Fair. um i don't care what you eat in front of me don't put it in my mouth i don't want to be sick so i think that i get from my dad but i don't mm. know that i have the discipline to be like my dad so seeing someone like that and i don't know i just felt it didn't have to go the way it went mm-hmm. it was very sudden but i kind of felt like no, somebody could have seen something. Somebody could have done something. And I don't know. I blamed everybody. I blamed my guides for not preparing me. I blamed both the, you know, incarnate world and the disincarnate world. I just, I blamed everybody. And mm-hmm. I, I was fucking pissed. I was just angrier than I think I was when I was a teenager. So, so I gave up for, for a while. And then, and then I said, this is cuckoo. And I want to, I want back in. And I slowly went back in but it was like I shut everybody out like I wasn't speaking to my guides I wasn't speaking to my gods I wasn't speaking to anybody my ancestors nothing it was like radio silence on my end it was like wow. nope I don't want to hear it I don't want to see it oh yeah I got I I, I was pretty much a, a, a brat after that happened so um yeah and like now I think about it and I think it's kind of funny yeah. I don't know why I think it's funny but I think it's kind of funny like that's a dumb reaction but it, it's it's how I was, but yeah, I think I think if I had stayed, I probably would have wanted to mess people up. I think I probably would have mm-hmm. wanted to hurt. I think I would have been, yeah, I was dark. I always think about um, Virgo and how when we kind of worked together for a little bit, I had to be very careful of my energy. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine she would have been like running the other way. during that time because I was like a bomb I was just yeah yeah so that's it yeah I think that like again we have this idea in our heads of like a witch is a witch 24 7 but like you you don't have to do witchcraft to be a witch yeah if you take a break that doesn't make you not a witch I still came back you still came back we we come back every time and if you don't come Mm. back it wasn't for you like that's these are all okay things and i think that was kind of a theme this year is like giving permission Mm, you know so like yes we are giving you permission to take a break from witchcraft if it's not serving you right now don't do it you know i asked my mother when we were talking this is years ago i was young we talked about reincarnation and i said oh my god so I have all these thoughts now, or I'm doing all this stuff, and then, like, my next life, I'll be Catholic. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all this work, all this work. And she said to me, she goes, no, once you know, you know, and you'll find your way back. No, I was going to say, so when I hear all these people, they're like, oh, I was raised this and that, but now I'm, um, and I'm like, you found your way back. Like, yeah. I don't believe this is the first time that you were a witch. You found your way back. I also think about being a raised Catholic. Um, But thinking about, you know, there are normal-ass people who participate in all of these world religions who are normal and not shitty. And, you know, yeah, do I want to hypothetically come back and, like, be raised Catholic again? Not necessarily, but maybe I come back and I'm raised Catholic and I'm, you know, actually good. 
you know, maybe I come back and I like listen to the teachings of Jesus. Right. And I like am a role model for people because I had this life experience to be like granting myself permission through my own personal power. Mm, that's nice. You know, maybe you maybe it's not so bad to come back as the thing that you hate if you come back as the best version of it. That's true. Except if I come I back mean, as a bug, I am fucking annihilating the entire reincarnation cycle. I don't think you understand. I'm burning that shit to the ground. Uh, to the ground. I refuse to be a bug. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I just had this flash of, like, me in another life. And I'm human because I don't know why you think you come back as a bug. And, like, I hear this really, like, loud bee. And I'll be like, I know that bee. <laughs> it's really, really angry right now. <laughs> Actually, I guess I could be. I would be okay if I was a bee. Just, I'm just not an ugly bug. I don't want to be an ugly bug. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> this is a great. This it's not a segue, but this question I feel mm -hmm. like relates to your question. Um, mm -hmm. How did you find the right magical routine slash daily regular practice? Okay, bye doing what I thought I had to do, being aggravated with it, <laughs> and saying, I'm not doing this, and then going, well, what do I want to do? So yeah. I think for me, it's about having something that was wrong, just to have something so that I can then build upon it. Because I think it's really daunting to say, you're going to have a regular practice. Go create it. Yeah. And you're like, out of what? You know, so for me, it's really important to have taken something that I didn't even like, let's say, but just say, okay, I'm going to do this for a while and then saying, well, what are the benefits of doing this thing? Why do I think I should do this thing? I don't want to do it. So I'm going to put this in its place and it's mm -hmm. going to serve those two things that I think are important. So I, when I read this question, my immediate first thought was like, I don't have a regular practice. Um, but then I had to sort of like stop myself because I have crystal bracelets that I put on and crystal rings and stuff that I put on every morning, mostly every morning. Um, I do my little Sunday, you know, take a bath. Um, I think that part of the problem, again, is that I come to this with this, this mindset of, oh, well, I don't do the same thing every single day at the same time in the same way. And so I don't have a magical routine fuck that shit fuck that shit this whole year is just me unlearning preconceived notions about witchcraft i meal prep every week so why is that not something that is part of my magical practice why is my life not part of my magical practice i always sit there and think oh well i'm not you know praying to the gods i don't have a, a morning and a night routine and i do this with like non-witchcraft stuff too i'm always like i need a morning routine i need to you know brush my teeth and wash my face and do all this stuff all in the same order and it's like no you don't you, you every day is the only day right like yeah having having a routine is good right especially for me because i have adhd having a system is good but i don't have to micromanage my life I also find if I double up on things, I feel better about them. For example, my evening shower. My evening shower is all about washing the day away. So I'm not necessarily, well, I guess it could be kind of like a walking meditation in that obviously I don't have my eyes closed. I'm taking a shower, but I am actually thinking about, 
you know, like, okay, that's it. Like wash away the thoughts of the day, like wash away having to work, like, you know, my hands, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in the morning when I wake up, it really is the water is supposed to revitalize me. I am letting go of any anxiety that I might have about starting the day. I am also grounding and centering, believe it or not, when I'm in the shower, like I'm doing all these things. So when I come out of the shower, I feel like really good, whether it's okay, now I'm ready for bed or now I'm ready to tackle the day. Like I have these things that I've I've made into a physical and also spiritual practice or ritual every day. And I think that that is where I have had trouble my whole life because I think, and I imagine that people listening, some of you have had this problem too. I'm always looking for intention in an object instead of creating intention in myself. Hmm. And so you guys see on the podcast, I have zero self-control when it comes to spending. I buy lots of stuff for a variety of reasons. But part of that is because I am buying intentional objects oftentimes to replace the fact that I am not being intentional in my life. And Hmm. the idea of like I'm taking a shower and I'm really thinking about the shower and the energy that I'm trying to cultivate. Um, Before I had a baby, I used to do the dishes in a very mindful way. And that was, that was something that I don't necessarily know. It maybe probably could have become a magical practice. It might become magical practice in the future for me, but it was something that was really grounding and having those moments in your day where you're just like, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be 100% present. Those are the places where you're going to find space for magic. I'm like, that's hard because I don't want to do that. I want to go a mile a minute and I have like a million things I have to do. And this is the other thing about motherhood is it forces you to really come to terms with the fact that like you cannot do everything and everything doesn't need to get done. So, you know, leave, leave the laundry and take a minute to just sit with yourself and like intentionally breathe intentionally read a book um because i think that finding the right magical routine is more about figuring out where you can have intention and where you can have presence and less about um you know a cookie cutter or like literally doing the same things every day yeah i don't think if i want to add anything to that but no that's good I don't have anything else to say. Is it me question? Yeah, it's you. Okay. What was the biggest challenge this year? The baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just like working out around the schedule of like me being pregnant and having a baby and taking it like a hypothetical maternity leave and all of that, I think was really tough. I can't believe this is the same year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, crazy. This all happened this year. It is insane. You know, we don't think that a lot happens in a year, but a lot happens in a year. A lot. Especially when you have, like, a tiny human. Because tiny humans are growing so fast that, like, the idea that my child is doing the things that they're doing now, four months ago I wouldn't even have considered. Like, I that was not even a hypothetical on the radar and for them to be happening in the same year insane there are some there are some babies who get their teeth at like six months that has to start having teeth at six months 
Can you imagine giving birth and then having a child with teeth in the same year? <laughs> Lunacy. Okay, this is when I start to think that we need to have like a YouTube channel. People are not seeing your facial expressions and you need to see the look of horror on Gemini's face when she's like, in six months they have teeth. Some babies like, are born with teeth. Okay, ew, that, that right? to me is very disturbing. Yeah, that's disturbing. Yeah. So I mean, it happens. But, the, the the way that reality okay thing i learned in therapy reality is what happens right um the way that reality happens is fucking bonkers yeah fucking bonkers um but yeah it it's what happens and so what happened this year is we had to work around me being a very cranky pregnant woman and then giving birth and then having a baby just around, just hanging out. Listen, the fact that we didn't stop, the fact that, because I really thought there's going to have to be a break in there somewhere. And Gemini was just like, no, we recorded. Well, first of all, what people need to know <laughs> is that Gemini, for some weird reason, was like, we'll just record like two episodes and then like we'll be back. And I'm like, you're having a baby. You're not going on vacation. Like, yeah, I'll be gone for two weeks. And then I'll be back. Like, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was gonna be way easier than it was. I was like, I think, I think we should record more. And as she got closer, the more she realized, was like, oh, I'm really glad that we're recording all these episodes. Like, you, like, it started yeah. to sink in because I was like, we're not coming back right away. Like, uh, yeah. But, but yeah. So I'm really. I think that was challenge for you. For me, I was just, you know. I don't really feel it's been much of a challenge. I just, they are the boss. And by they, I mean baby bat. Gemini's yeah. never the boss. It's it's the baby bat. And whenever they say we record, we record. And that's, it's been, it's been good. I think it has been a challenge for you, but I, I feel pretty good about everything. My biggest challenge this year is, I guess I want to say, I guess I want to say my mental health. And what I mean by that is that I'm in a good space, but there are... Why are you laughing at me now? My mental health is so good, I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm in a good space, but I am still dealing with things mm -hmm. from before. So in other words, I was super active this October, right? Since we all got shut down like animals because of the pandemic and everything, you know, I took baby steps out and then I was like running out the gate this October. I was like completely insane. I was doing a million things. And because of that, sometimes my need to be alone gets even stronger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do I hate it when Scorpio season ends? Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm almost like, okay, I'm really grateful because now I need to hibernate. I need to go inside. I need to, mm -hmm. you know, I know that I'm not doing half the things that maybe I should be doing, but just leave me alone. I need to just sit here right now and like do nothing and just like binge TV shows or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, it's, so that's what I mean. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm in such great mental health that I'm so happy. No, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, I'm doing okay, but I do recognize where sometimes this, need to do nothing when i say nothing i don't mean i don't want to do witchcraft i mean i i could literally be happy staring at the wall and it's something that freaks people out because that's mm -hmm. kind of how i recharge so i will put a tv show i may not be watching the show but at least people who live in the house with me are not worried for me because they're like why is she just sitting there okay but i actually think that's fantastic um i'm gonna get on a soapbox 
again. Okay. <laughs> all I ever do. Um, this is a thing that I tell my students all the time is that, like, being bored is the thing that created humanity. Right? Boredom mm. is what creates invention. Obviously necessity, but boredom gives you the space to be like, well, I got nothing better to do. Let's figure something out. Um, and one of the things that we have 100% lost as a society is the ability to be bored. Um, we're plugged True. in 100% of the time, especially my students. Like, they, their idea of bored is, well, I'm not being mentally stimulated in six different ways. I'm only being mentally stimulated in, like, four different ways, and that's not enough. But the ability to just, like, sit and literally do nothing. Not like, oh, do nothing. I'm, I'm watching a TV show. I'm reading. No. Do nothing is such a powerful tool it's that's its own special magic so like of course you can do it um but listeners if you could find a way to even have like one or two minutes in your day of like literally sitting and staring at a wall um it that recharges you in a way that is so different than any other kind of recharging um because like that's what that's like ancestral you know that's like i hate evolutionary biology but like that's evolutionary so just yeah people do that i like it um one thing that really bothered my first husband so when i'm sick i need to have things moving in front of me i can't Mm -hmm. explain it but i don't want to hear anything i'm not actually paying attention i just want to see things move so you're watching the tv on mute yeah and if it's black and white, it's even better because I don't need all that color stimulating me. And he would walk in the room and go, what are you doing? And usually I'd be watching a silent film, but I would also have it on mute because I don't want to hear the music. And he's like, this is creepy. So he would put up the music and like I'd look at him and be like, mm. and then I'd shut it off again. Like, no, dude, this is what I watch. I prefer to watch black and white silent films with nothing because I need, like, if I'm feverish or whatever, like, you have a mm-hmm. flu or something. Like, I just, I need to see things moving, but I don't really want to be stimulated. I just need to see what's moving. I don't know. That, it's a little weird. But also, you do you, boo-boo. Because we're here giving everybody to per- permission to be them, so. It's permission day, shit. so. It's permission yeah. day. Um, not on the topic of permission. What's mm-hmm. your favorite book from this year? <gasps> do you know I have that, too? Ah, I love when people have good questions. That is really funny. Okay, so I actually wrote them all down because I was like, what did we read this Can year? Can you read them I out loud have... for the audience, please? Absolutely. And not for me. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for you. Okay, so we're going to do them in order. Um, Everyday Witchcraft. I-, I don't have, I didn't write down the actual titles. I just wrote down like some of them are and some of them. Then I have like Caridwin, but that wasn't yeah. the title well, of the book. Well, it was like Caridwin okay. and then it had like a, there was more yeah. to the title, but her name was in it. Right. Yeah. Um, Dru- Druid Mysteries, Power of the Witch, Paloma Yombe. I was like, that was this year? I felt like we did that last year. That was wild. The Poison Path, Buddhist Magic, Progressive Witchcraft, Witchy Mama, Dictionary of Ancient Words and Spells, Espiritismo, and The Crooked Path. Okay, I need you to understand, I also thought most of those books were not this year. I'm like having a full mental breakdown right now because I was like, oh, well, actually, I think my favorite book is the book that we're going to record. So I don't know how to answer this. And then you listed all those things off. And I was like, oh, my God, we read like so many good books this year. We really did. We really and we enjoyed all of them. So 
I mean, if I had to choose my favorite, if it was just one, I'm going to go. See, it's really hard. Okay. So I have three. three favorites. Pick top three. Okay. Top three. Poison Path. Mm-hmm. because I think for the first time we started looking at plants, not just, well, belladonna is a poisonous plant, but like what day-to-day things do we use that are also considered poisonous path? Yeah. Right, poisonous plants. Then Espiritismo. Again, was not my Espiritismo, but I truly enjoyed finally finding out what other people did. Yeah. And I think number one is going to be the Crooked Path. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I think after reading it and after, you know, having to take a deeper dive into my practice because of Espiritismo, because we had to read that book and all that, mm-hmm. I would say I feel like there's a lot in the Crooked Path or traditional witchcraft that really, really is appealing to me. Yeah, so, I would agree. What about you? Oh, man. Okay, I remember loving everyday witchcraft. I remember, yeah, being really into that. I actually bought other books by that author because I was so into it. Um, I can't, I fully mentally cannot believe that it's the same year uh, podcast-wise. I Like, I'm a little bit losing my shit about that. Uh, see, I don't, I feel, okay, all right. Hi, everybody. I think I treat this year in two in like halves because the first half was like pre first half air quotes first half was pre baby bat and the second half is post baby bat and i think mm-hmm. my pre baby bat favorites are the first three books of the year everyday magic the caridon book and druid mysteries um and then second half of the year would be crooked path poison path and the one that we're reading for uh the end of december which is not helpful because it's six out of the 12 books we're reading but I. But that makes sense for you because it really was two halves because we didn't start recording again, like on our regular schedule. Yeah. Until I forgot when we stopped, but we stopped at, you know, we stopped around February or March. Yeah. I think we were done by the beginning of March. Yeah. And we didn't pick it up again until after school ended. So that would be the beginning of July. Yeah. Right? Okay. We had recorded everything beforehand. So. Druid Mysteries, top of first half of the year. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm interested now in, like, learning more about Druidry. I've been doing the fairy stuff, sort of. So that just kind of fit perfectly. Um, and then I really, my top one for the end of the year is Year of the Witch, which will come out after this episode. But you guys will hear me rave about it in the next one, so I don't want to say anything more right now. The funny thing is, and we won't talk about it until next year, but there is a book that I would say is my favorite, Mm -hmm. but we did not talk about it on the podcast. But as far as my practice, it has changed my witchcraft, but we're not talking about it until next year. So we have to wait. You know exactly what book it is because you gave it to me. Oh, oh, I do. Okay. It took me a minute. She's saying that because I'm just making a bunch of faces because I'm like, oh, I want to know. No, I remember. You're right. Yeah. You do know the book. Yeah. That's going to be a good episode because something has really changed for me in my practice. And um, it all started, well, it started before that book, but that book was the first, like, mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. I don't have another question because that was my next question. I mean, I have another question, but I'm saying that was my People next question. People want to know. People care yeah. about our opinions on the books that we read. 
which I love. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I felt like we had next year all packed in, like, you know, on the mm-hmm. spreadsheet. And we have a lot of little There's empty a lot of space, spots. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of things we know we want to do, but we just haven't chosen the books or the person to interview or yeah. whatever. So I'm going to say right now, if you guys have suggestions on any book or any person that you think might want to be, you know, yeah. on that we should interview, let us know. Let's see what we can do. You know, we can't promise anything because we can't control other people, but we can yeah. at least reach out to people and see, you know, if people want to be on, but... And I feel like we already answered. I do have just one more question. And I feel like we already answered it, which was how has your craft changed or grown this year? Well, I guess we haven't really. We talked about have you ever stopped, but. I think that we've danced around the topic of it. Yeah. I can definitely. How has your craft changed? um, I think like in relation to like how has my practice changed as a mom, my craft has diminished this year, um, but in a good way. You know, it's sort of like, um, here's where my brain went. It's going to be winter. And uh, in the winter season, typically you're culling your herd. So any of the animals that are sick or, you know, just not hanging, you eat them uh, in the winter. Sorry, guys. So that's kind of the vibe that my practice has this year is like, I culled the herd. Um, But now the herd is stronger. Like, it's just the... It's just the practice that's going to survive the winter. And that's the most important thing, because what's the point of having a practice if it's not going to survive? Mm, I like that. So for me, what has changed or grown this year? That you can discuss on the podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I felt like, hmm, how do I put this? I feel like every year that goes by, and especially since we discussed so much of it on the podcast, and we've talked about this is the year of giving permission, but I think we've always kind of given permission for things. Mm-hmm. But between reading Palo Mayombe, and again, I'm not a palero, but talking about that at the same year that we talked about Carolyn and Espiritismo, it really came into focus for me that my practice has become more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. You know, I've given myself more and more permission to include other things. I think that I am, I don't want to say on the fence, but I'm still trying to figure out other ways to connect with community, other ways, other ways to connect with my ancestors. And of course, you know, we're, we don't live in a vacuum. We don't live as witches only when we're doing ritual work, Right. Yeah. We live as witches in the outside world. And this year, I've had to really think about when to open my mouth, mm-hmm. pick and choose my battles. But knowing that I always want to do what's right for other people, for my students when I'm at work, I always want to do right by them, all of them. And I think a lot of times in society, some people are overlooked. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to be the mouth. You have to be the, the champion for certain people so that everybody benefits. And I think all of that brought me to a point where I'm now working with other deities. And that's been interesting. And mm-hmm. that's helped me grow because now I have to, 
again, when you start working with somebody, you have to reflect on why. And the more you get to know these entities, the more you go, okay, I, I think I kind of understand what's happening here. And what aspect of deity you're being called to and what aspect of deity um, you want to work with first and foremost. And how are you going to make room for that while still keeping your practice the way it was, just adding to it, changing a bit, maybe gaining an altar that you never thought you would have mm-hmm. a different altar or something like that. So, you know, for me, that's all been that's all been really interesting, exciting, nerve-wracking, right? Because again, as much as we say, do what feels right, I, I'm still going to go, am I doing it correctly? Right? Am I yeah. doing something wrong? You know, like, I don't want to get this wrong. Again, what is wrong? I think, and, and, I, and I say it to other people, and now I'm saying it for myself, as long as you're doing it with pure intentions, with all of your heart, with all of yourself, even if afterwards you look at it and go, well, that was dumb like why did I do it like that yeah. that's fine you did it like that but you didn't do it because you were trying to be dumb you were doing because you thought you were doing something right so you go back and you do it again you know I don't think there is any harm or foul I think that we also build up into our minds working with deities or particular deities means you better be on your toes at all times or you're going to get punished you're going to get whacked mm-hmm. like it's like you know the mob or something and then when you actually go into it you realize no I'm not going to get whacked they obviously Right. You, you're obviously growing the way you're growing. And if deity or somebody has tapped you, they know exactly who you are. Yeah. They don't think that from night to day, all of a sudden you are going to be the most or if you're disorganized, you're not all of a sudden going to be the most organized person. If you're not somebody who offers uh, devotion every day, they totally don't expect they expect you to be the person you are, but they expect you to work. And yeah. I think once you realize that things don't seem so scary and again, you feel more comfortable in your practice. You feel more comfortable as a witch. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think I've grown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that does. I think both of us this year have gone deeper. Mm. Um, on my end, I sort of sitting here now, I'm realizing that like a lot of my practice prior to Baby Bat was really shallow. Um, and oh. hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if if that's yeah. the kind of witch you want to be, I love that. But when you have someone else that you have to care for, you start to really consider what kind of person do I need to be for them? And what kind of person do I want them to see me being? And that I think... <laughs> That's probably done more for my witchcraft practice than anything else because you can't bypass intention anymore. You can't spiritually bypass um, devotion. You can't bypass all of these things because that's not what I want my child to see. I don't want my child to grow up seeing their mother take the lazy way out. Um, And I think... I don't think that devotion as a concept is inherently magical, but I do think that all magical people should be devoted to something. And whether that's, you know, a deity or your child or yourself, right? I don't care, but devotion forces intentionality and devotion forces care and devotion forces presence. 
because you cannot be devoted to something. You cannot give your whole heart and soul to something if you're not doing those things. Um, and instead of doing what I would have done in the past where I'm like very mean to myself and be like, why didn't you do this before? Why weren't you? No, we're just going to we're going to look back and we're going to be really generous to previous Gemini and say, hey, that's what she needed. And now we're going to go into a new phase where it's, you know, deeper and hopefully more connected where we get rid of the stuff that doesn't work and we keep the stuff that does. I like that. You know, again, it's a journey. You're not going to be the same which you were last week, last month, last year. Yeah. So the idea of looking back and saying, oh, I wasn't a witch before. Oh, I wasn't a good witch before. No, you said it. You said it perfectly. You were the witch you had to be then. Yeah. You're the witch you have to be now. So this summer, something hit me. Mm -hmm. And it was after I had seen the baby bat. And I made a new book of shadows, like literally made it with my hands in Salem that summer at the witchery. Unbeknownst to me, there's a symbol on the cover of it that should have told me somebody was watching me. Uh. <laughs> and it wasn't until later that summer that I looked at it and I went, oh, mm -hmm. my God. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I was so surprised at any of this. But the reason I started making, why, why I was so excited, not making, but why I was so excited to do this, this thing is that I started thinking about legacy. Right. Mm -hmm. You have a baby. And I realized I wanted to do this Book of Shadows to include everything, my ancestors, my mm -hmm. Wicca, my everything in it. Because I realized at some point, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> like I realized. <laughs> cool, I'm gonna cry, it's fine. We're fine, I'm fine. <sighs> because that's what you do. So. It's cool, guys. We just need to take a five-minute break to fucking recoup. <laughs> Woo! So I'm not done with it. I'm taking a lot of care in it. It's not going to be the most beautiful. I'm not the most artistic. But I'm, I, for the first time, it became really important to me. Because they always say that you leave your book of shadows to somebody. I'm like, who the hell wants my book of shadows? And I don't know why. Like, it hit me this summer that it's yours. And maybe the baby bats will see where the baby bat goes. That's going to be totally up to them. Yeah. You know, what they do. Um, but so that's, so I'm doing it, for, I'm doing it for myself, but I know at some point. So, yeah. So I think this year was the year that I think we started thinking about, I don't want to say death. I don't think it's like that, but I think we started thinking about our role in a community, whether it is your family, whether it is your friends that become like family, whether it's just people that you know, people mm -hmm. that you work with. Right. I think this year for me definitely became important, you know, why am I doing this? Any of it. Yeah. Why am I getting up to go to work? Why am I? You're doing more than just talking on a podcast. You're, you're hoping that somebody benefits from it. Yeah. I'm not just teaching English. I'm hoping that kids realize how excited I am to be there with them. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a time of year that um, they come to you and they're like, I got into this school and they gave me so much money. And, you know, I do a dance. I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I love this. I love hearing where they're going and what they're doing, you know, and and how excited they are about the prospects of achieving what they're going to achieve. It's it's a great thing. So 
I think sometimes you have to reflect on how lucky we are and the different ways that we can give back or, or give, period, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I have had similar thoughts about legacy. Um, I think we talked in Witchy Mama about how, like, I brought a statue of Hera to the hospital with me because my whole birth process was all about legacy and less about, like, that sort of traditional Earth Mama kind of vibe. Um, I think (laughs) I originally intended to, like, have a moment at the end of the podcast where, like, we just chat about, like, oh, well, you know, how do you think the year went and blah, blah, blah. But, like, this feels... This feels so much more us where we're like, let's have a very deep and like genuine moment about what we've thought about this here instead of like a fun, like, nope, no lols here. We're just getting real serious right to the point. But I think that's what this podcast is for me, at least, is that, you know, I I go in with the intention of being like, I'm a funny Gemini and I'm going to talk shit and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it's like constantly unpacking you know, um, to the point where I think maybe this podcast is a little bit our book of shadows. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's a, it's a long ass book of shadows. And I, I don't like shout out to all y'all who are, you know, checking in every other week, basically. Um, I wouldn't transcribe it cause that feels like a lot, but that's what this is. Or, or maybe this is our book of wins, I guess. It's the, the analysis that goes in to all of the shit. I feel like every year has just been so special. I mean, this year, Conowin Moore did our music. Yeah. And we met Conowin, what, year one? Yeah. You know, and the fact, we've just felt so honored that she would take the time to do this for us, and she was so happy to do it. And, you know, we've met listeners Mm -hmm. this year as well, and that... I feel like that grounds me so much to realize the importance of what it is we do and how people are listening. That it's not just the two of us in a vacuum, how we thought this was going to be just the two of us talking shit and no one's going to listen to us. And, you know, it means so much to us when we talk to people or somebody writes us and we're, I mean, I'm notoriously awful at looking at messages and stuff, (laughs) which is terrible. Um, But yeah, just overall, it's just been... It's been a really good year. I mean. Oh, shit. I'm so stupid. This is part of our magical routine. Oh, yeah. This is part of our magical routine. We sit down and record together. Like, that's, how could that not be? That's true. And I think definitely one of the reasons that our practices have gotten deeper is because we're talking. Yeah, We talk about the importance of community. You and I talking about this stuff helps both of us to think about, even if it's a book, like we both read it, but now you have something to say and I'm going, huh, right? Like I didn't think of it that way. And how is that going to affect me as a person? Everything that you ingest is going to affect you as a person. So the more we read about witchcraft, the more it's going to change our witchcraft. Yeah. And I think next year. Oh, you go first. No, go, go. You hope what? And I hope that it changes everybody's witchcraft for the better listening. Now let's see what happens next year, because next year we're actually going to look at books that 
I think we both were avoiding at a certain point, and then now I think yeah. it's just Gemini. It's like, I don't want to go in that deep, but <laughs> yeah, we're going to be looking at some deep things, some... I don't want to say not positive. I don't want to call... I don't want to call, like, hexing not positive, but... We're going to some places that magic. I wouldn't have expected that we were going to go, but we're going to go there. I think we have to. I mean, to not address... Yeah. ...that which is all over... And I think we've done a pretty good job so far. You know, I want to encourage people, again, if there's a path that we haven't explored, it may not be that we're ignoring it. It may be that we're not even thinking about it. It's not on our radar. Yes. I don't think Paloma Yombe would have been on my radar if somebody hadn't recommended that. Like, I don't think I would have thought about Paloma Yombe. So, yeah. you know, definitely mention things to us. Let's see what we can do. I want, I want one thing about this podcast. I definitely want everybody at some point to be represented so that they can at least listen and go, yeah, that's the magic eye practice, right? Whether it's a closed practice yeah. or not, I want everybody to at least to be recognized so that if you don't know anything about witchcraft, not you don't think about witchcraft, you don't know anything about these other practices, you can point to this podcast and go, well, at least I have an understanding. Yeah. Right? These are my sisters in magic. This is what they do, even though I don't do it type of thing. Um, before I dive into my speech about the no. uh, Yule surprise, oh yeah, 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 I do have one final question uh, that I've been—I just came extemporaneously to my head. Uh, which mm-hmm. practice would you want to do if you weren't doing the practice that you're doing right now? Oh my God! What a question! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something, and then I'm like, I don't know. If I wasn't doing the practice, well, first of all, it has to be an open practice, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Practice, if I wasn't doing it already. I'm doing a couple of things. So I'm going to say fairy magic. Really? Yeah, that's where I would go. That's cool. Okay. I wasn't wasn't expecting that. Okay, so when we talk about what we talk about next year. Oh, yeah. People are like, what is going on with Scorpio? It's, then it's it'll all make sense. I hope it'll everybody forgets about it. I hope they listen and like send in a bunch of messages like, what is Scorpio talking about? And then forget about it until we talk about it. Okay, so this is what I promise to do. I promise to give hints yes. throughout next year on Instagram. Yes. And people who know will know yes. exactly who I'm working with and what's happening. Actually, so and I'm we'll just do. deciding this right now. Um, mm-hmm. If you guess send us a message guess what you think the new thing is and if you get it right i'm gonna send you a prize okay right, there we send go because that sounds fun as hell <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of prizes that. yeah yes oh there um, we go good segue so this episode comes out after the first of december so you will already have seen the post if you have not seen it already but it's time for the yule surprise and this year i really wanted to sort of Go back to the roots of what witch space really is, which is two academic witches reading books. Um, so the grand surprise, the grand surprise, <laughs> the grand prize for the Yule surprise will be a copy of every book we've read this year. And um, at this time, they all have notes from me in them. I'm going to see if I can't get some notes from Scorpio in them as well. But like literally, like as I'm reading, like highlighting notes, annotations, that sort of thing. So you can kind of see where our brains are at as we read these books. Um, except for Year of the Witch, because I'm keeping my annotated copy of that one. So you'll get a blank one of that book. Um, There are going to be some other smaller prizes. If you haven't 
like ran over to our Instagram, you need to go run over to our Instagram. All of the rules and regulations are there. And this will close on Yule. So you'll have all of the time in the world to get your, uh, get your likes in, get your tags in, get everything in. I probably won't mail anything out until after January. But head over to our Instagram to participate and just, you know, like follow us and like our stuff and interact with me. That's my whole spiel. <laughs> That's the whole spiel. You know, I'm, I'm also guilty. I'm the kind of person who does not follow people whose podcasts I listen to. Fix that, Scorpio. Come on. I know. I need to listen to people. I mean, all my all my podcasts are either like weird facts or comedy. That's literally all I listen to. It's just like people who come up with like weird, I don't know, like yeah, science-based type For of... those of you who haven't heard, we don't listen to which podcasts, mostly because we don't want to like steal anybody else's ideas. Um, so we just simply do not participate in that. I also don't really listen to podcasts now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, I love podcasts. I actually would love to listen to witchy podcasts, but yeah, I kind of feel like it's going to get in my brain and I'm going to yeah. inadvertently like steal something or use something. And it's like, you know what? It's not worth it, but I definitely feel I'm missing out. I'm sure there are a lot of really good podcasts that I'm not listening to, but yeah, mostly I just like my podcasts are just getting me there. Like if I'm exercising or yeah, just doing something where I just want to keep my mind somewhere else. So that's where that's where it goes and yeah, yes the only podcast in my life is which space podcast all right well that's fair and i would like to thank you scorpio for a wonderful year four and i hope all of you listening enjoyed it and will come with us for year five yeah also gemini really gotta take my hat off to you the way you've worked this year i don't know how you did it I really have I literally no clue how you did this. I think at one point you told me you were editing, like you'd given birth and you were like just lying around. You're like, I'm going to edit something now. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I do yeah. think I said that, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I do take my hat. I don't know how you did it, but just amazing. And I can't wait to see uh, what next year is going to bring us. Thank you to Conwin Moore for our amazing intro and outro music and just for being a great friend. Um, and we love you. And we can't wait to talk to you in the next season. Wink, wink, nudge. Yes. Nudge. Um, thank you to you guys for being the best listeners ever for reaching out to us on Instagram and through email and just making it fun to do this podcast. We wouldn't have it without you. And we are super, super appreciative. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. to edit. <laughs> <laughs>